Life Arises. I am Vanessa, uh, one of your hosts this evening, and with me I have you two wonderful ladies. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Okay, I'm Sharon. I, I'm here with Vanessa, and I'm Selena. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. So our topic for May has been around dreams and we're having this conversation around what what dreams are um, of course I just came through a dream workshop and not of course I just came through a dream workshop and exercising some of those practices of dream yoga there's a lot of different things to dreams though and we wanted to expand that a bit on not necessarily just around dreams but also what it is to be living your dreams and as independent women coming together how do we share that wisdom and how do we share what is involved in living the dream so that's our conversation this evening and I hope you'll join us and uh, grab your favorite beverage and get ready to be entertained and perhaps even a little bit of wisdom shared here so let's go what do you think ladies what is it to be living the dream oh where do you start i i think we first have to acknowledge that our, our dreams change according to the life point we're at so and, and i mean we've got the like vanessa and i are, are quite close in age but you know selena's our, our outlier which is interesting because it gives us such unique perspective. I mean, she, what, you're only four years older than my son, isn't it? Four or five years yeah. older than my son, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a different perspective. So when I was Selena's age, you know, living my dream was getting my master's degree. I was still PhD bound at that time. I was bound and determined I was going to have my doctorate by 30. That never happened. And I, do I regret it? No. I actually know two or three women personally who went down that road and stopped. They didn't. You know, that was also their dream, getting their PhD, but it just took so much of their life away. And when you're in that 20s and 30s range and you're you know, starting a relationship maybe, or some of them were having families, it just took too much away from what they thought was really important. And, and you know, the PhD at the beginning was really important, but, you know, they started to realize that wasn't the be all and end all. So the dreams changed. And, um, you know, for me, I've been through a couple, three marriages <laughs> And, you know, with each, each one, it was, you know, this kind of this dream of this, you know, ideal, whatever that is, marriage, I thought would happen. That hasn't happened. And, it, you know, it's where I am now. And that blog post I wrote, uh, I think it was my second to last one, where I, you know, living the dream. I'm on my own. I'm happy. I have a great job. I have great friends, supportive family, supportive partner, wonderful son. I'm, I'm living with my dog again. <laughs> it's just this this is it. This is my dream right now. And to the point where uh, I'm starting to think, so what, what's my next dream? Mm. Where, what do I need to dream about next? And I'm at the stage where I'm thinking, it's like, what kind of retirement do I want? Mm -hmm. This this last divorce is going to, you know, not uh, enable me to retire as, as soon as I thought, which is fine though, because I love my job and they seem to want to keep me. So, um, if I have to work 10 years instead of six, I'm, I'm okay with that. But what do I want retirement to look like? So I think that's where my next kind of dream focus is going to be because 
uh, isn't there some cliche about to make it happen, you have to dream it, or you have to dream it to make it happen? Uh, it's not but, far off the path. Pardon me? It's not far off the path, for sure. No, no. So I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of want to have some direction and then just see where life takes me. Mm-hmm. Selena. There's no way back when I was Selena's age, I could have scripted the way the last 40 years have played out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's rewind that clock, Selena. Yeah. So you're at the beginning. You're at the beginning of that journey. What are your dreams? You know, it's maybe this is what makes me weird. <laughs> uh, I dream of when I when I become your your guys' age, your ladies' age. I see myself owning a branch with with. A river going through it. I know this property is going to come up, and or it's on the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. Or water, something big, that people can come do some art, mm. create something, corporate retreats, whatever. You know, those people that just want to be out in nature and get a different scenery and that combination of art and and ambition. And I have to. I hold that dream with me in the days where I'm like. I don't want to get up this morning. <laughs> so that's the, like, when Selena's 50, that's where she wants to be, on her little ranch. And people come to me for all the things. But um, I can't afford a million, and I don't know how many dollars this is going to cost right now. Like, that's not a feasible thing. So it's actually just right now the challenge is backing it up. How do I get there? Uh, where do I start to get towards that dream? It's not, it's not going to be an overnight thing. So, and then the the second part to that is figuring out the things that are aligned to get me there. I mean, I could work my way up the corporate ladder, try and become a CEO and accumulate all this wealth, or I could do it in a way that's aligned and feels good and fulfills me throughout the journey. So. That's my dream. How's that landing, ladies? I know which way you're probably going to go. Like, I can't see you being a corporate ladder kind of girl because, A, you're going to be like me and your mouth is going to get you in trouble with somebody. <laughs> because all three of us are talented like it is kind of gals. And uh, corporate doesn't like that very much. So I think your entrepreneurial spirit will definitely yeah. get you. To your, to your dream goals for sure. I might be a little bit too progressive and a little bit too stubborn <laughs> <laughs> to get to get the corporate success I put in quotes because we're yeah. on a podcast <laughs> um, to get there in that way. So I see it as like, what's the next, what's a step I could do in the next 10 years? Could I own a space or rent a space in Calgary and run things out of there or you know, there's 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 things backing it up. What's yeah. the thing I can do today? What's the thing I can do tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a smart approach. When you think about those dreams, whether you dream big or whether you dream small, it's interesting when you say, you know, you, you go that corporate route or you go and maybe test the waters a little bit first. There's a huge mm -hmm. difference between that. Mm -hmm. right 
Because mm. if, if you go down that corporate road, it's it's just interesting that you say that. When I was a young'un, <laughs> when I was your age, well, a little bit younger than you are now, like I aspired to be an artist on the beach and I was going to paint pictures and sell paintings on the beach in Vancouver Island. Um, and that was, I was going to be living in some sort of, um, it's interesting, even back then, like even with my Mormon background and all of that, I, I was drawn to hippie communes and, and those kind of, you know, um, just sitting around singing Harry Krishna and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I loved tie-dye, and I loved, um, you know, just, just, I thought I could paint pictures on people's t-shirts and those kind of things and make a living at it. And that was, that was my dream. And then moving into when I saw that little ad for a co-op person that where the uh, government would sponsor you to become a bank teller, all of those dreams when you realized that you made more money in the corporate world than you did selling t-shirts on the beach. <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting how your dreams evolve. Like you said, Sharon, your dreams, they evolve due to all sorts of reasons. Some of them are due to just reality, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really interesting how that evolves and changes. I, I like the attitude though, Selena, where you go to um, testing the water first to validate the dream. Mm -hmm. And seeing if it's even reality, something that you'd like. I mean, it's like a blind date, right? <laughs> More or less, right? If, if you're always dreaming of Prince Charming and then you go to, you go to sit down and have like, uh, you know, five minute conversation and Prince Charming, you know, all he, all he likes to do is uh, pick his nose then, you know, uh, goodness gracious, right? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's important to, yeah, look at, like, test it and see, see what works and what doesn't. And like Sharon said, let the dream change as you go along. Mm. Um that that far out vision is like something I'm pretty sure I know. I mean, the, the semantics and the little things might change, but but that's pretty sure. But it's always good to test, <laughs> make sure, mm -hmm. make sure I'm not crazy. And you know, I, as soon as we started talking about dreams, I thought about uh, Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. Mm. You heard of this book? Have you read the book? Love that book. I, I lend it out to everybody. <laughs> um, and there's a quote in there that says, it is, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's true for that big 50-year dream <laughs> for myself. I think, I wonder though, if it's because of our natures. I mean, there would be some people that would just, you know, fuck it. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to go take out a mortgage. I'm going to just go buy that ranch. And I'm going to see how it goes. Whereas I don't think of the three of us, any of us are like that. We're more that, okay, I'm going to have a job that gives me enough money to pay my bills, let me travel once in a while, and support me while I achieve that dream. 
because I can't think at any point in my life where, you know, I, I just went, no, I really want to do this. I'm just going to give up everything that I know and just hope and pray on a wing and a prayer that this is going to come true for me. Well, there is a reason that we are bankers. (laughs) (laughs) Risk takers is not one of them. I mean, I... I do take risks. I a hundred percent do, but I think more, even at a young age, they were more calculated mm-hmm. and I had to walk through what the end result would be. Not so much in, you know, my younger years, but especially in my older ones that, okay, at the end of this, what will be the result of it? Yeah. And always have that earmarked. Yes. In the future, I'm going to be, and yeah, it's interesting how those change. Like those, like you said, the realities and also the dreams drastically change. And priorities become extremely different the older you get. I, I, I think of it as the, the journey of knots, you know? As in, I'm not that, I'm not this, I'm not going to ever be that. I mean, I know that sounds negative, but I think it's a lot easier to chip away at, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. than it is to say, I want this. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. As, uh, you know, someone who had a lunch and learn at the ashram said, you know, she wrote a book and uh, she got it published. It was her dream. And she said, you've got to do that, that thing in life. Yeah. That, you know, you've always said, oh, someday I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then make it happen. That's so funny that, that, you know, just the timing and the synchronicity of when we talked because we had a, an L&D and HR combined meeting today. We have these monthly and, and I helped organize the one for work today. And so we wanted to focus on pride because June is pride month. Mm-hmm. And this is our only meeting, you know, prior to pride. So my cousin is a, a gay Canadian author. So I asked him if he would come on and talk. And, and I mean, he did a brilliant job because he always does. And one of my coworkers asked, I said, okay, for, you know, those of us who want to be aspiring writers, what, what is your, what's, what, what do you suggest? How do you get there? And his thing is to, you know, have the dream. He knew from a young age, he always wanted to write, you know, that that's what he wanted. And he goes, you live in constant fear, you know? And he said, especially with him, because he writes, uh, you know, from his context, so all of his stories are having something to do with the gay culture. And he knows that's a niche and that it's going to turn some people off, and, you know, have the reaction that it does. But he says it's also, you have that dream and it's finding just that one person, and in his case, the pop, or I think it was the editor, you have to find that one person who believes in your dream to help you achieve it. And he said, you know, there's so many poor writers who are doing well because they found that one person to back them up. And at the same time, there's a whole bunch of really gifted writers out there who we don't know about because they don't have the tenacity or the, the drive. They, they let the failures get to them. And he says, you can't. You have to develop a really thick skin if you want that dream to be achieved to go out and find that one person who will go back. Yeah, because, and, you know, that was back in the day when he started. Because now, you know, with self-publishing, it's a little bit easier to get your name out there and get going. But... You know, his, his thing was, you know, to have that dream, but also have the tenacity 
to be able to go for it and stick with it even when you're hitting the roadblocks that other people put in front of you. Mm -hmm. That's the kicker, right? Is when do you uh, light the candle or light the cracker? <laughs> like the, when do you actually firecracker? Like when do you ignite that where it comes from a dream into reality? Yeah. At what point, right? Well, and then what makes you give up on your dreams? How many times you get kicked down before? Mm. What does? What makes you give up on your dreams? Well, I think sometimes it's just real life gets in the way. You know, I, like I've told to you guys, you know, I, I've been wanting to, to leave my last marriage for the last five years. And I, I, I was counting literally down for days until my son graduated because I left his dad when he was seven. I wasn't going to disrupt his life again while he was still in school. So I kind of postponed my dream of being on my own again until, you know, doing what was best, I thought, for my son. Uh, because, he, you know, he has a great relationship with his stepdad, and I, I didn't want to disrupt that for him. And so I think, you know, what beats you down is just life. You know, and the reality that you're in at the time. But I never gave up. I always saw the day that, you know, this would have happened. This, uh, whether it was a financial barrier or, you know, wanting to make sure my son would be okay or, you know, when it finally happened, even finding a place that would let me keep my dog. Um, it was, uh, I stuck with it and it's, it's come to fruition. So. How about you, Selena? I think there's something about, I don't know if it's a give up on your dream or just forgetting you had it. Mm. It's so easy to, we talk about corporate a lot, but to see money, to see security, to see all of these different things, to see prestige, whatever, whatever the word be. <laughs> that we desire or we're told to desire by our society by capitalism uh <laughs> that we can just forget that we ever had a dream of whatever it is and like you said Vida, so you can i feel like you forgot for many years that you wanted to go live on a beach in Tofino. <laughs> and it's so easy to just like get caught in this like i've only been working quote unquote working in like a business setting for four or five years now and i'm already like oh wait yeah i wanted to do that what happened to all the paintings i used to do you know <laughs> what happened to all the art i used to want to create and it's so easy for it to just like slip out of mind yeah the day-to-day -day grind kind of takes you out of that I was going to write a blog post and I'll still do it. And it was around what's the rush. And I started to think about, you know, I, I, I have a list and, I, and then I have another list and then I have another list. And 
even though I've been out of the corporate mindset for probably eight, nine months, eight months about there, I'm still rushing. I'm still trying to get used to not having to have like that, oh, you do this, and then 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 you do this kind of mindset. And I was thinking the other day, I actually stopped, sat in silence for a few minutes and asked myself, what's the rush? And why do you feel the need to tick and, and have these accomplishments done in a day? And then allowing myself that opportunity to ask, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do right now in this minute or this day? And what would uh, bring you the most fulfillment for, you know, today without having any target or any dream or anything like that? And it was amazing. Um, I had my phone next to me and uh, I don't usually look at social media, but uh, one of my friends had just posted from the ashram the picture of me sitting in the temple with a flute and mm-hmm. I had not played a flute for over 10 years. Like it had been a very long time. And when I, it's kind of like riding a bicycle, but I, I sat in the temple one day and I actually played that flute and then she did her interview with me and, and it was the most amazing thing how, you take up an act that you haven't done for a while. You take up something that you haven't done for a while and you start to do it again. And it's almost like it, it turns on a switch in the brain and you start to flood and you start to remember things that have been put aside because you can only, we only have so much capacity as human beings to remember. Like you said, Selena, we only have so much capacity to understand and remember and recollect and then facilitate whatever it is that we're doing at that moment. And what brought back for me is that flood of memories around music and the power of the vibrations and the power of being able to just be free in that movement of um, playing an instrument that I absolutely thought I was going to, one of my dreams as a, uh, you know, a young flautist was to, you know, play in a, a in a philharmonic or to play in something. And, you know, I was first chair. I was first chair in band. Like I was, I was pretty darn good. <laughs> and to be able to to play it back and to be able to, oh, just the vibe in it. Mm-hmm. Just sit sometimes and do things that you used to do and allow them to bring you back into that grace of dreams forgotten. We only have have so much capacity to do things right now, too. We we can't have everything all at once. (laughs) We can't be everything all at once. So it's interesting. I think a lot of dreams can conflict of you know, we talk about like relationships and marriage and maybe dreams of family. <laughs> I saw that eye roll, Sharon. <laughs> dreams of family and, and being a parent. You you were both parents. I would like yeah. to be a parent one day. That can conflict with the other goals we may have. 
Mm-hmm. Especially that one. That's a big one for women. So it's so easy for those things to just get lost in each other. And like you said, you can only do so much in one day. You can only do so much in one year. Well, I have to wonder if there isn't a bit of a gender bias there too, because you know, being women and, and, and mothers, we're you know still the nurturing role. And and that's not to say that you know Nathan's dad and stepdad haven't been active because they have been. But I kind of put everything that I enjoyed on hold while he was pursuing his dreams because it brought me so much joy to see him doing what he loved to do. And it's that time now where I'm reclaiming what what brought me personally joy that was, you know, separate from him. You know, because, I, I mean, I did. I loved watching him practice his different sports. I loved going to his games. I loved the social camaraderie we got with the parents, well, most of the parents. <laughs> um, and just watching him become the person that he is, that, that was fulfilling for a while. But, you know, now we're at a stage well Vanessa you're a little bit beyond it but you know for me he's he's opted to stay at the house with his stepdad he's not here with me so he's got that separation going already so he's starting to live his life and you know do what he wants to do and you know starting a, a program at school next month that you know will help him achieve his dreams that are now so independent from my world and I mean it's exciting but at the same time it's, it's giving me the time to really sit back and reflect about it. So now what? I'm, I'm kind of done being a mom. Not that you're ever done, but I'm, I'm done mothering. You know, he's, he's off on his own. So I'm, I'm really itching. I have to say, ladies, I'm glad this is a long weekend because I want to get my paints out again. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't painted since this whole, you know, finding a place to live and moving and whatever. It's probably been six weeks and, and I, I want to get the guitar out again, and I want to, you know, start doing some of the stuff that's I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to paint. I've always wanted to learn guitar. I just haven't until, you know, this past year, and then it got interrupted. So, you know, there's there's dreams interrupted, not just failed dreams. It's a, a lot of forgotten dreams. It's just they they things that I wanted to do just had to take a back seat while I had to deal with real life for a while. Dreams on a shelf. Dreams on a shelf, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a blog in that, Vanessa. I think yeah. I need to write on it. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, taking out those volumes yeah. and flipping through the photographical memories of, um, you know, what they, they felt like. And I... I'm telling you, like in my 50s, um, taking those volumes out and retrying them on, you know, they're almost like a, a pair of jeans that still fit, right? Or they don't. Or they, they're, you know, I was reading Cosmo today. Yes, the word is the wisdom from Cosmo. And they said fleets were back in on jeans, denim. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 80s called and they want their fashion back well they said 80s called and they're in fashion again I'm like well I don't think so (laughs) when you think of those things you know just trying them on for size and do they still fit or do they not I think that's one of the the things to look forward to Selena is as you get older and you go through some of those experiences I gotta tell you as a 
person who's raised two kids and they're done and you know they're they're on to their own lives um but I can still look back and go hmm you know my regret isn't the time I spent with them my regret is the time that I didn't spend with them and you know all of those all those moments that I could have gone right and I went left those are the things I mean I don't have a hundred you know a lot of them but you know just having those conversations around yeah you know it, it's okay to put those dreams on a shelf and say you know somebody else is is first right now and supporting yeah. others dreams and then bringing them back out but I would say, as you are single, and <laughs> it's all about me, <laughs> take advantage of it, sister, <laughs> you know? Get as got many it, of those it. things in your corner as you can. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so you have a huge shelf behind you, right? For when, if you do need to put them on the shelf, just know that it's like riding a bicycle and you can get up on that bike or horse, riding a horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can say giddy up anytime. Yeah. Totally. Hmm. Hmm. We all got introspective at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your what's your dream, Vanessa? We never got to hear that. Yeah. Well, what are my dreams now? I, I, as opposed to, I mean, I always wanted to be a lawyer and then I thought that's going to take a long time to be a lawyer. And what I learned from that uh, jokes on me though, I ended up in school probably about 10 years in like different, um, financial planning aspects and, uh, investments and that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> and always online or, or ever going into some sort of learning. So I, you know, uh, lifelong learner, I guess. So it was always that kind of thing. But when I was thinking lately, what are my dreams? What, what do I want out of life now? It's more around, I do, I, I, I'm really interested in finding projects where I can, um, make a difference like I know Selena and, and Sharon we were talking about some of those eco-friendly kind of things like the forestry and, and the fascination of bringing back some of my childhood um, memories of, of being in the forest and the conservationist kind of approach in film and in videography and in even um, writing musical kind of scripts for you know the background ambient noise that kind of stuff I'm still continuing to do that and to also working on the animation parts of it I, I really would love to bring together like um, shamanism and yogic practice and be able to marry those two things together in a language that is translatable to to anyone to understand and it's interesting how as you get older, you get more, more specific about things that you want to do. I was reading um, the tarot cards for my niece 
when she was down a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that I'd learned through the yoga practice was to get very specific about your questions that you want answered. And I love, you know, Selena, when you talked about having a ranch, your dreams, having a ranch and having like hosting various different, um, events and stuff on the ranch, you're very specific about what it is that you want to do. And the more specific that you can be and the more the questions that we asked, like I got her down to a very specific question about, um, where she wanted to live. And then the cards meant so much more because they were very clear on the background, the past, the present and the future. And then, you know, that, that obstacles and, and things that still need to be, uh, clarified. The cards were a lot clearer. And I, I do believe that in our dreams too, that the more clear that we can get on what it is that is at the heart of our desire and what we want out of it, the better chance that we can go from a dream to fruition. Mm -hmm. well, it's so funny. I said, I haven't told you guys, maybe I did about, so I didn't have a dining room set when I came here. I think Selena, I've talked to you about this. And for two weeks, I am on Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji and I am fretting over I don't have a place to sit. I don't have a place to paint. I don't have a place to eat. I don't have, I'm getting a little tired of eating off my couch. And I I had actually bought a set off Kijiji because I, I just I needed something. And then I got it here. I looked at it, I thought, I don't like it. Hmm. I don't like it. I don't know what it was. It's too big. It didn't fit the space, but I had this dream this image of what I want my physical space to look like and I'm a minimalist at heart so I didn't want clutter I want I'm big on energies lately and I, I just wanted room for the energy to be able to move in my place so one night I just I put it out I was like okay, I'm done I'm absolutely done when the table I'm supposed to have becomes available it will find me well be damned that night right before I go to bed but I'm just going to look at Facebook Marketplace one more time. And this table popped up. And, I, you know, it was exactly what I wanted. It was pure wood. It was the right size. It could be folded. It's got the coolest way of folding to become half the size that it is. And I thought, oh, well, let's just see. And I thought I lowballed this woman. She wanted $200. I offered $150. It turns out... Um, I must have answered it about two minutes after she posted it. I was the first one to reply. She wrote back, yeah, take it. This table comes with the nicest story. So her mom moved from a house into seniors living, needed a table. So her brother-in-law built this table for wow. her mom. It's it's a handmade table. He's even got his name and date on the inside of, of where it is. And it, it's, it's one of a kind. There, there's nothing else on the planet like this table because it was built specifically for this this older woman to have in her home. And it, it, it just, it means so much more and it just kind of fits the space. So, you know, rather than, you know, I, I could have gotten out and bought anything that's just to, to make it do, but sometimes it, it's just allowing the universe to work. And, you know, it's not like I dreamed about a table, but... I dreamt about what I wanted and what I wanted the space to look like. And 
you know, I, I am impulsive. I am a, you know, very type A personality and, and I want the ladies are laughing while they're on mute right now. Um, you know, I, I want to get things done, but at, at the same time, I've got a partner that's always saying, slow down, slow down. Like, mm. It'll come to you, just slow down. And uh, so I did, and this table came. And uh, it happened again this weekend. Uh, we were out, how did it start? We were at a garage sale. So I've been looking at the different office chairs, found a garage sale, had the office chair. Oh, oh, she's got planters. How much do you offer your planters? Oh, they're all free. You take as many as you want. Really? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I picked up four or five. We ended up, um, well, I wanted to go to Ikea again, line up around the building. That wasn't going to happen. So while we were in that area, we went to a Canadian Tire that we've never been to. Like, why would I go to a Canadian Tire down the south of Calgary? I don't live anywhere near there. Found the chairs exactly that I wanted to go into my dining room um just they happened to be on sale i happened to be walking down the aisle and it was just this whole series of events because i i knew what i wanted in the space and i don't know if the stars aligned or whatever happened it was just that that day everything came so we went out and bought lottery tickets in the end because we were, you know, the, the energy was flowing and I don't always think our dreams have to be these big lofty things. Our dreams can sometimes be, you know, as small as what do I want that room to look like? I want the room to look and feel like this. And then not settling and not rushing in just to have something, but just giving ourselves the time. You know, we've talked about this in our, our early podcasts about, you know, we do the purge and then creating the space for other things to come in and fill it. And uh, so I sometimes think our dreams work that way too, is you know, to have them and plan for them, and, but then just to sit back and, and let, let the universe do what it needs to do to help us find them. I love that. Refinement. I've been reading through the Kundalini system around the difference between, um, you know, just, just being able to, uh, to, visualize something and, and be able to articulate it, but then also to become refined mm -hmm. and allow for the opportunities or the space to be filled with more of a, a higher energy existence than what you potentially could have just filled it in. I'm doing the same thing with my garden too. I'm waiting patiently yeah. Because what I'm finding is, you know, through this comatose existence of consumerism <laughs> that, uh, you know, I've, I've been living in for the last decade or so or, or longer than that. It's funny in the ashram, you know, coming out of that existence. And I, I don't think you have to go to ashram to actually um, experience it but it sure helps to come back and think that you've decluttered to only open up things that going like what on earth is this why do i have that why do i have an excess of x amount of items and looking at them and i think it's the same thing with our yard or the same thing with your house right i mean it's it's nice yeah. when you move a lot because then you're able to recognize that but for someone who's been in the same house for a long, 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 long time, <laughs> uh, 30 plus years, 
then you realize that there is hidden compartments and secret places where you've stashed incredible amounts of things that you will probably never find. I'm still looking for my coffee emulsifier, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a new one the other day, probably about four weeks, five weeks ago, and I still haven't found it, and it's in my kitchen somewhere, and I refuse to buy another one. But anyway, getting back to this, like, it, it's an amazing how you start to refine things, yeah. right? And as you refine them, then you get more, uh, there's, there's more value to it. Mm-hmm. And it makes all the difference in the world. And the more you refine it, the easier it is for the universe to work with you. <laughs> no? And we're back like, to that, right? Like, Sharon, you had to see what was wrong in your space mm-hmm. and what you don't want. And to tone in on the vision of what you do want for your table. And I think that's so true. Probably why we have a lot of younger years where, like, 18 to 20, 25, 30 is your experimental years of, like, figuring it out. But, yeah, we have to, like, do that refining of the vision for the universe to actually work with us. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was realizing, I don't think I want to be married. (laughs) I've, I've tried this a few times now. I am really happy on my own. I, I love being in a relationship, but I don't think it needs to be something that defines me. Mm. You know, so, uh, and I, I kind of joked before that I always thought serial monogamy was the way to go. You know, be with someone, be exclusive until it doesn't work anymore. And why tie yourself down, you know, with the legalities of it? Uh, and I, I was kind of joking at the time, but now I'm thinking, shoot, that's really kind of working for me now. Um, you know, so my, my 20-year-old dream was, you know, to be married, have two kids, and by this point I'd probably be celebrating a 30th wedding anniversary or something. Yeah, I, I haven't made it to 15 with anybody. <laughs> 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 I don't think I have 30. Well, I might have 30. No, I don't have 30 years because, you know, piecemeal together but you know the the dream now is to really have a living together what's the phrase for it now common law living Living together together. yes apart apart one of those two (laughs) yeah i forget how it is but you know having the everything you get from a relationship without this need to own property and share every you know waking minute it's not enough anyway i think the one of the things that my husband and i have yeah living apart together one of the things that my husband and i have definitely evolved to is being separate entities living together co-partnering well, co and partnering are the same thing. So having a partnership, but then also realizing that we have existence that is separate and coming to terms with that. Like I thought we always had that. Um, (laughs) My husband came to that, uh, to that realization while I was gone for a couple of months that, you know, there is a separate part to us and we are individually um, 
we have individual likes, we have individual interests, we have individual adventures that we need to take, and yet we can still be a partnership and we can still, you know, love each other and respect each other and have that relationship. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. No, I blame, a lot of it I think is, you know, media and just the socialization we get where, you know, there's this Prince Charming and you're going to find the one He don't exist. (laughs) You know, for your entire life. And it's like, how? Because who I was at 20 is not who I am now. And unless you find someone, and I I mean, I'm not going to knock it. My parents were together 55 years. Um, If you can find someone that can grow and change with you, that's a bonus. But I, I don't see that happening very much anymore. I think people are so individual. My 19 year old doesn't think he ever wants to get married. Oh, I think everybody says that at 19. <laughs> well, probably. Well, you can't have the greatest role model, but uh, I, you know, I said that you know, just do what makes you happy. You don't have to, you don't have to have that piece of paper that's, you know, to make you a couple or make it of two becoming one. Yeah. It just me now. I think in my 20s, I thought that was romantic, but now it's like, oh. Geez. That sounds clingy. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little codependent, really. <laughs> Sharon, a question for you is do you think you you truly dreamed of being in a relationship, having that partner that you lived with and were with for however long, or do you think that was a conditioned dream? I'm I've been researching ego self and and conditioned self and spiritual self and true self. Mm. And it's like, what is, that's the hard part sometimes is separating the ego dream, conditioned dream from the spiritual aligned self dream. Right. I, I think, I mean, because my parents had a really good, strong marriage. And I think, I mean, they had, I mean, obviously had their ups and downs, but I think, you know, part of that was always looking for what they had. And, and then, you know, getting into a relationship and realizing this isn't it. This isn't fulfilling that, that dream of marriage that I had. And then, you know, when I couldn't come to terms with it and, you know, was with a partner that, would, you know, for whatever reason, we just couldn't get there. It was, um, you know, and then, it, you know, each one is, is kind of like this grieving period to go through because... It's not so much I dreamt, or sorry, that I, I gra- grieved, grept, past tense of grief, grept, um, <laughs> you know, obviously the end of the relationship, but I think the bigger part was the loss of that dream, you know, this, because, it, you know, the first one, now honestly, looking back, I had doubts about the first one, but I was young and stupid, and, you know, mom and dad had put deposits down on everything already, so, you know, we've been together three years, let's go ahead and get married anyway. Yikes. Um, what a great romantic reason to get married. <laughs> There's a deposit on the church. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I think sometimes, too, when, when dreams don't work out, you have to acknowledge them as a loss. And there is that grief process. It's not sort of like a, oh, well, and you know, whether it's a relationship or you know, a job that you thought you'd have for life or, you know, whatever that loss is, when, when it, the dream isn't fulfilled, 
there is grieving, but I'm not the one to sit and wallow in it. And so it's like, okay, your grief, that's done. Um, what's next? What's the next dream? What's the next goal? What's, what's going to keep me going now? And I think that's where sometimes people, and it doesn't matter if male, woman, female, whatever, that's where you just kind of get kicked down and, and you just stop dreaming. Because the, the hurt of losing that dream that you had is so great that you don't want to feel that again. So why dream if it's not going to, you know, you're not guaranteed it's going to happen? Well, there's no guarantees in life. So. That's so true. When you think about it, I thank heavens our dreams change. I think it's a... Uh, I really do think it's a, a measure of evolution if if your dreams don't change as you grow and you know you age, that if you have the same dreams you did at age, let's let's really make it apparent and stark like age ten, at mm -hmm. a, age forty or fifty, well wow, good for you for being determined, but I can't imagine that your life has not evolved or changed unless you've been living under a rock. <laughs> from those 40 years of progression or lack of progression. I mean, I didn't have the internet growing up. Come on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You grow up in a, you know, where your latest technology, and we were so excited when, you know, the CD player came out or the DVD <laughs> player. Whoa, you know, that was, that was big, you know, a big a deal back then, right? So how do you know, how, how, how can you possibly know what the future holds mm -hmm. and what a great gift we give ourselves if we allow ourselves that opportunity to change the dream? Mm -hmm. Well, look at your dream, Vanessa. I mean, you know, you're using video and, and animation and all the stuff that when you originally had your dream, probably weren't even part of your world. No, no. Yeah, you know, and being corporate using the air quotes and, you know, so some of the stuff that we do that we feel like we have to to get through certain parts of our life are actually what give us the skills and the knowledge that we need later. to. But still hanging on that nomadic dream of, you know, yeah. I grew up uh, traveling cross country in a Esquire station wagon with my dad, you know, and. So living in a van is not far from that. So mm -hmm. still researching and looking for that ultimate van in which not maybe not to live in, but mm -hmm. definitely to travel in. I mean, my brother, who I wouldn't have expected, has beat me to the punchline. And he actually, he bought a van and he's been videoing and he's been traveling already. He's out there. I mean, he's gaming. He's, you know, he's like a you know, a, a professional gamer, if you want to call it that. He's not a professional. But anyway, he's out there in his van, and his priority was to make sure that it was game-ready and that he had had the most loudest speakers that he could possibly get in a van. That was his priorities. <laughs> so, wow. you know, his, his communing with nature is to build a fire and uh, blast heavy metal music, right, and play his uh, World of Warcraft or whatever it is where mine's a little bit different, but we have the same vision of a van for sure. Or simple living, right? Yeah. And, and starting to work towards that. I think it's cool these days, especially in, 
in our current situation where you, you just start to build on those those dreams and you start to make them a reality I'm I know I've, I've said before when I see people that have passed away it, it just gives me such a push to do things now and so even struggling with you know writing a blog around what's the rush well the rush is I you know you have a lot of time but you don't have all the time in the world so how then do you reconciliate or conciliate what's important and, and what to actually get done and across the finish line and what can still sit on the shelf for a someday dream mm -hmm. or a someday reality and start to tick off the value or the importance of those dreams that you really want to get done as a sense of accomplishment. Well, I think it's more profound at our age, Vanessa, because we don't have that many some days left. You know, I'm hoping there's another 30 years in my life, but you know, when you're when you're younger, you you know, you're in your 20s and sometimes even early 30s, you still feel like you have your whole life ahead of you. Whereas we're at the stage now where, wow, what, what's our whole life? It's not another 50 years. So. Mm -hmm. You know, really taking a look at, at what's important and what we want to achieve with what time we've got left. Mm -hmm. I think I've told Sharon this before, but I actually had this core belief that I wouldn't make it till 20. I thought I was going to die before I turned 20 years old. Uh, not, And I think Sharon's first reaction was, was that a wish? And I'm like, no, it was just a core belief. Uh, I had a friend that died when I was 17. My brother got diagnosed with um, ulcerative colitis when I was 14 or 15. Like, he's got a short life ahead of him. Like, that's part of the deal. <laughs> um, so I just never really pictured a long life until I hit 20. And I was like, oh, wait, I have to have a dream. Like, I'm alive. I have to work towards something so it's quite interesting to hear this of like how different people have grown up and I think that's maybe what makes makes me this like a little bit of an old soul <laughs> and have this big dream but it's actually coming back to the purpose and all of the purpose work and the values work that I've done that has kind of formed some of these dreams as well. Hmm. And feeling that sense of accomplishment as you're able to realize, doesn't it give you a, a lot of empowerment when you get them, you get them done, you get them accomplished? Okay. Like I, I had this huge fear of traveling outside of North America, like, you know, traveling in Europe and that first trip where we went to Rome and, and you know, Italy and we traveled around in dedication to my sister who had passed away. It was just overwhelmingly a gratifying sense of independence mm -hmm. to get on the trains, to, uh, you know, navigate through the, the different, um, terminals and to, you know, stay in the Airbnbs and to just travel around with just a set of women and, 
and be that independent. It was just such a freeing. And then to tick off too, um, seeing things like, you know, I, I'd always wanted to be to, be to Venice, you know, I'd always wanted to, to be able to see the gondoliers go by. I always wanted to, you know, be in an opera and all of those, you know, see the, the basilicas and see the cathedrals and, you know, walk through some of those Roman ruins. And then after that, you know, once you've ticked off that list or you ticked off that first thing, it, it gives you, it gives you the empowerment to continue and to do the next thing and do the next thing. You know, I went for, went to an ashram for a weekend one time, you know, a long time ago and never thinking that, oh, I would never spend any length of time talking to some of the women that were there at the time and going like, I don't think that it could ever be me. I'd never have the guts to do that. Hello, <laughs> you know, yes, you not only can, you do, and you will, and you did, right? Well, I think achieving our dreams, too, just gives us that much more empowerment to go towards the next one. Yeah. Like say, it's that sense of accomplishment. I did it. Well, you can, I can do, do it. That, if yeah, I can do I that, can, I, I can do, do this. Yeah. 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 And the next thing, and the next thing, and the yeah. next thing, right? Yeah. Gives us power. Yeah. And, and life is, like, not a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, what? <laughs> so, you might, like you said, Vanessa, go to the ashram for a weekend because you want a weekend retreat. And then however many years later. Ten years back, later. Yeah. Ten years later, feel called to go back and mm -hmm. spend more time there. And it's like space is connected it's dreams it's yeah it's dreams on a shelf and you know if we talk more about dreams which i hope in the next few episodes that uh, we get to before we've um exhausted the theme around the purpose of dreams and the symbolism behind them and also um when we start to bring them into life real life whether they're daydreams you know you can even some of the dream yoga that uh, some of the exercises also you can do by just thinking things into an image or a vision and then working with whatever symbolism comes up. Like Sharon, you talked about the daydreams and even through some of my shaman practices, some of the journeys that I've been on going back through them or Selena, you know, I'm not sure what kind of dreams that you have. Um, looking through the symbolism of those, whether they're just thought patterns that you have in your head that, you know, all of a sudden you zone out for a few minutes and then you don't have to be asleep to do that. No. Mm -hmm. And you think about something and then you go, Oh, what was that? Keeping a dream diary. And I really hope we get to a point in this journey where we can actually share some of those and then mm -hmm. start to dissect them and pull them apart because what's happening in our, in our subconscious is an amazing thing mm -hmm. and it's telling us all sorts of stuff you know I one of my last blog posts around the white blood cells the white mm -hmm. cells or the white eggs that were translucent in my dream that were in the body mm -hmm. were telling me when to get the vaccine and when not to get the vaccine and what vaccine to get 
and I went and got my Pfizer shot on Sunday and or last week and I you know it's fine so it is kind of wild how that works you know if I would have done it the week yeah. before I would have got a different result mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I had, go ahead I had this saying pre-pandemic I don't know what happened to it um, just let my subconscious deal with it whenever I have a problem Mm-hmm. If it was a work problem, I'm a designer by trade, so if I was designing something and I couldn't figure out how to display the information, I would be like, yeah, I'll go let, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to go clean. Mm-hmm. And giving myself that space to just let the subconscious like figure it out. And then it's like, Boom. for me, it's like a vision, it's clairvoyance of just seeing, <laughs> See, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, or like there's a problem that I'm trying to solve, even if it's not a divine problem, but it usually comes through when I'm not trying to think about it. Exactly. And that's why they call it the conscious concern. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. So when you start to think about a problem or when you start to think about a situation that's happening, when you talk about dream yoga, one of the things that you go first go through is what they call the conscious concern. And in the conscious concern, what you're looking at is what's happening around, what are the events, what am I afraid of, what am I looking at, what am I trying to tackle, and then being able to um, explain and write and record that. So on our next podcast, we've determined we're going to pick up where we left off here and talk a bit around... um, more on the dream yoga, but also the process of dissecting your dreams and what comes up from the unconscious to the conscious. So ladies, do you have any final words? I think for me, it's just to have a dream and go for it. You know, even if it takes you, you know, five or 20 years to achieve it, just keep it there and like if you have to put it on the shelf for a couple of years because of whatever else comes up in your life have that dream job but make sure you go back and dust it off and, and, and pull the things off every so often and, and revisit it yeah my my final kind of thoughts would just be i think it's always good to especially in transition to just look at look at those dreams that maybe you forgot or you did shelve or just look at your past self and try on those jeans again. <laughs> Some of them are going to be, what was it? Pleated jeans? <laughs> Please, no and, pleated jeans. <laughs> and some of them are going to be very comfortable jeans that are always in style. So um, try on some of those things that maybe you've forgotten or left behind. I agree. And if you have a pair of bib jeans, those are the ultimate. (laughs) They never go out of style. (laughs) So from Midlife Horizons, thank you for joining us for this uh, podcast. And we look forward to seeing you in the future. Subscribe, comment, and uh, we'll see you in the cosmos. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, guys.